Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about Taylor Swift, you know, uh, who's been in the last couple months in the news a lot about her re-recording of her masters. Uh, do you know much about her, Kelly? I know. I don't know a lot about her, but I, I I have opinions about what she's doing. I think she's a trailblazer in many ways and her talent and everything, but I love that she's doing this. I love that she's, because, you know, I'm not in the music industry. You are, you know, more about this than I do, but I have a lot of musician friends and I know that they've, you know, when you're young and you're a struggling artist, you sign away your rights to these record companies and they take all the money. If you like our videos, go ahead and click on like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, nowadays it's it's really hard to make money uh, in the music business, even like superstars. Like, you know, you can have a hit on Spotify, like a hit, a real big hit, and you might get $12,000 for the year, you know, which you can't really live off that, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Taylor Swift had her first six albums she did, uh, she recorded with, it's a company called Big Machine. And then it was like 2018, 2019, she, they bought, they sold to another owner. And she said she never was a pro or she couldn't buy her masters for some reason. Um, she tried, made attempts. And so to outsmart them, she re-recorded, she's going to re-record all of her six albums, like I think, but she's only done two so far. Um, one is called, I think, Red and the other one is Fearless, maybe Red and Fearless. Um, but they have, one of those albums had a really, both of them actually had some hits on there for her, but so this way she's going to own the masters and then, you know, people will listen to these, the new re-recorded versions, you know, but the interesting thing is she's not the first artist that's done this. There's been a few other like big artists have done it, but I think she's one of the few that's done it because of the reasons, the monetary reasons, you know, sometimes people have re-recorded stuff like Joni Mitchell recorded. Uh, I was just, when I was reading about this, um, that song both sides now do you remember that song both sides now by Joni Mitchell well I am not warmed up so I'm not going to sing it for you right now <laughs> but uh anyway she did it when she was 20 and she said then looking back when she was in her 50s she re-recorded it was a huge hit like a couple people recorded it and she said you know I wasn't mature enough at that time to sing that song I was miscast in that song and she goes but now in my 50s I can I can relate, I've lived life fully and I can understand those lyrics. It was kind of funny. She wrote a song in her twenties that was so mature, you know? Yeah. So she re-recorded it with an orchestra to, you know, because she felt it was more appropriate for her time in her life at that time, you know? So that was her reason. But, but like I said, Taylor Swift, the thing I love about her, she's taking control, you know? And I could see why, you know, it's funny. We're nothing alike, but I could recognize some things in her that, about me that I was thinking. You know, it's, she reminds me of a lot of a few things that I've done in my past, you know, and she wrote a song about um, supposedly, I don't know if she's ever said this publicly, but about Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, one of her songs that was a big hit. She wrote about that actor, Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, huh? and I guess they dated when she was only 20 and he was 30 oh. and um, he didn't come to her 21st birthday, you know, so and that was like a big devastating thing. And so she wrote a song about it and, you know, you get some good songs from all the, the hard. Yeah. <laughs> break up. Well, supposedly she's written a lot of songs about a lot of people like yeah. uh, John Mayer was one. She yeah, was that's right. I think I saw it Ellen when she was saying, she goes, God, this is embarrassing. I, because like Ellen was putting like all her things with guys. She goes, not once since I've been on your show, am I ever with the same guy? <laughs> uh, well, Hey, more power to her. Yeah. Um, I, I love her. Um, I love her 
uh, you know, honesty and everything. But I remember I saw a clip with her when they were asking about the Kanye West thing. You know, do you remember about that Kanye West incident uh -huh. where he came up and said, I think he said this should be Beyonce. It should go for Beyonce, the award. Yeah, yeah. And afterwards, some reporters interviewed her and, and she was very, I thought she was very classy about it because she was like, oh, I love Kanye, you know? And they were like, do you feel differently about him now? She's like, well, you know, it's gonna, I'm gonna have to think about this because I really admire him. And I just think, you know, but she didn't go negative right away. You know, I thought that was kind yeah. of classy of her, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Well, um, yeah, she's strong. I like that. And supposedly the new music is better. It's mm -hmm. better produced. Um, right. And I like that she, you know, it, it's just these big companies and now tech is controlling everything. Sure. Um, and they're taking the bigger portion of the pie from everyone, which is making them giants that are too big to control, to fail, to, you know, their monopolies, they're becoming monopolies. And so I, I have an issue with that because I feel like any company with too much power is dangerous to society That's true. Um, because they have too much influence. Um, and yeah, I've read that like Spotify gives them a pittance of what they earn yeah. and what they well, take like, in. There's that whole controversy now with, uh, you know, Joe Rogan and uh, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and some other artists, but yeah, I'm sure they don't, they make even these huge artists, they don't make a big chunk of money from Spotify because Spotify takes, yeah. takes it all, you know, a lot. Well, of and the funny thing, you know, when you mentioned that about Joe Rogan, you sent me that email, I was like, I know who they're going to side with. It doesn't matter. First sure. of all, Neil Young has sold most of his catalog. So by him doing that, it wasn't so brave. He doesn't have much to lose. Yeah, I think um, Johnny Mitchell and the older ones, but you know, whatever, he has the right to, to stand up for, for what he believes in. But I knew Spotify was going to side with Joe Rogan because of money, like even right. if, no matter what, what, and now there's still more, it's still not over. Yeah. Um, so are doing it's really, it always boils down to money, which as a culture, everything is about money. So if you have money, you win. Sure. It's always the, the person with the money or the person, you know, that has the most to lose wins. And that's yeah. wrong because we are, we are losing our principles. We are not standing up for principles. We're I knew I had a friend once who said, uh, I'll never forget. He, I don't know if he made the saying up or it's an old saying, but he'd say money, money talks, BS walks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't believe in censorship. So I am siding with Spotify, but I don't think they're doing it out of principle. I think they're doing it out yeah, of money, which is what you're saying. Um, and now Joe Rogan's probably, you know, he's, he's kind of not backtracking, but he's, um, you know, he's trying to appease this because he's probably feeling the pressure from them too. Well, he's apologized many times without this kind of controversy. He always apologizes when he's wrong. He's, he's, uh, he's, his not I think, and so I support him. I think his intentions are good. I've watched his podcast for many, many years. So I feel like I understand his character, yeah, whereas people true. are, um, forming opinions on something they haven't they don't know about they've sure. watched the news and seen the clips and they've taken clips and he's done said some pretty bad things pretty awful things but he's learned he's grown grown um and i do think his intentions are good he really has the intention to educate people and make the world better he's got a lot of money i you know i don't see that he's like well i got mine so screw everyone else i i really feel like he cares about people so um, my issue with that, and we'll move on back to the Taylor Swift thing, but my issue with that is there are so many more injustices against 
you know, race and, and financial inequality that people could be protesting over rather than just Joe Rogan's podcast. Like that's, that's a drop in the button bucket compared to the bigger things that are going on. And so again, the media is controlling it. The media is mad because Joe Rogan's got all the viewers and he's taken all their viewers and they're mad. And so they're controlling it. And that's really, again, it's about money. It's not about principle. So that irritates me. That's why I do like Taylor Swift and support her because yes, yes. she's standing up for her. She wants her piece of the pie. She's the artist without her. None of it would happen. Yeah, and I believe that all everybody involved should get a piece of the pie. And I, I'd like to see the people, the engineers and the, the musicians and the um, whatever, the tour managers. I want everybody to get a piece of the pie. I think everybody should get something. Um, so I'd be curious to know what, how much she makes sure all those other people get too. Are they getting the sessions, the session, whatever they call the session musicians, studio musicians, whatever. Usually they use the union people where there is set, you know, rates. Yeah. So they don't get session musicians make good money, but you don't probably work as much as non-union or right. non-union. Right. Um, but well, yeah. She is the, the hub of it all. So she does deserve the bigger piece of the pie, the biggest piece of the pie. And that's, I would support that. And you want to own your, your masters because, you know, you feel like you have the right to like, uh, Paul McCartney. created it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe Paul McCartney went through this with, uh, Michael Jackson. It didn't, Michael Jackson bought his. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if he got them back. I don't remember that, how that started. For the Beatles. He bought the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny side note too. When I was doing research on Taylor Swift, I was reading that John Lennon, uh, allegedly always wanted to re-record stuff and I, I can relate to what he's but they said um that he like to George Martin who produced them he, he said I want to re-record the whole Beatle catalog you know and George Martin was like are you crazy you know but he was like such a perfectionist it was like he'd go no we could do much better but he wanted to re-record all the Beatles songs yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny yeah you know? I never appreciated them until I got older it's funny I didn't really appreciate their music um until I got well, older you know being a musician you know but we did have to study in one of my guitar classes he would always you know my teacher was like just listen to any of the Beatles songs you know they're just three chords mostly but the way they put them together and I mean you will never have a songwriting duo at least in my lifetime I think that it was as um, successful and had so many hits and the melodic as the Beatles you know what I mean yeah they had hit after hit after wasn't hit. it Lennon and McCartney that wrote most of their songs or yeah and then George Harrison wrote some beautiful ones too like he wrote something and um here comes the sun you know oh okay uh, he wanted to write more stuff but there was some contention with that because you know I think he always felt kind of like Lennon and McCartney were sort of ruling the roost you know mm -hmm. so um mm -hmm. yeah there's a special out on the Beatles right out now I was watching it at my friend Robert's house and it's just, it, it's the inner recordings of, you know, you see him in the studio recording everything. It's really interesting, oh. you know? Yeah, seeing the behind the scenes stuff. I got caught up in a bunch of Elvis videos recently. I think I mentioned that to you last week. Oh, and yeah. um, he is the king. I mean, he just had so much charisma. Um, I watched his movies on Saturday afternoons when I was a kid and uh, it, he, Again, I didn't appreciate his music either. I did, I just thought he was gorgeous. I'm like, ah, hey, Elvis, you yeah, know, and he had that sex appeal. But he had a really incredible voice too. Yeah, and um, he, wanted to, he wanted to be taken more seriously. From mm -hmm. the like he did one song, and I can't remember what it was now, but it was based on a, uh, an opera song. And he would just he really took pride in doing this particular song because it showed his range. And yep, yep. 
he wanted to be taken more seriously uh, yeah. as an artist. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if you know this, but he was uh, Barbara Streisand's supposedly first choice for A Star is Born when she made that movie A Star is oh, Born. Oh, I didn't know he was even alive then. I think he was. Yeah, I, I don't remember how old he was or anything. Okay, maybe. But, yeah, it was. But he was. He was. He was really lived that life because he was fading. He wasn't. Um, and he faded so young. He was only like in his yeah, early forty-two. I think is when he died. It's it's such a tragic, sad story because he was a good man. He um, when watching all these shows and these documentaries recently, uh, he was. He was so into music and, and he started out in church, the gospel. And it was, where is he from? Mississippi, I think, Mississippi. And he was going in the black community when white people did not go in that community. And he, he's one of the first people at that time, like he didn't see race. He didn't care. He, you know, he loved everyone and he always wanted, you know, he always knew that he was, he was given a gift and he was lucky. And so he, that's why he was always, you know, heard stories about him buying people cars and he shared a lot. He really gave a lot back um, because he felt fortunate. And I think a lot of artists feel that way. I think a lot of artists understand they got lucky um, and they give back, not all of them, but I think a lot of them, you know, having been around Hollywood for so long myself and being around those people, I know that most of them were such good, caring people. Yeah, um, it never had the attitude. Well, I earned it all myself, and I did right. it on well, my musicians own. Musicians are a different music. The music biz specifically is it's a different breed. You know, even mm -hmm. more than actors. Well, they're very um, emotional because you know that drives them to create that beautiful music. And some act, you know, actors too. But um, I think but I musicians. Like, I think I feel like musicians are more. Um, I don't want to say sincere because there's a lot of actors, but it's much more of a they're doing it for the love of the music and it's yeah. more from the heart because yeah. chances are of making any money in the music business are very slim, especially now. So yep. you're doing it because you love to do it and you can't do anything, but whereas- Well, and I also think with musicians, it's a gift that can't be faked. Mm, that's true. Actors can, you can make it as an actor if you have the right look or people pushing behind you and you might not be a great actor, um, but you somehow fumble your way through Mu music. You can't do you that. Can't fake it. I mean, you may fake it for like one hit. You may get lucky and get one hit, but then people will go like, oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think music is more uh, honest. I think it relies more on your talent too, because um, like you said, you can fake, not fake it because some of my actor friends and I consider myself an actor too, but some of my actor friends will be very offended by that because some of them I know are very very dedicated i'm not saying that all actors fake it but i'm saying that some people no, make it because they, they faked it yeah, yeah and, and in musician musicians like the big the greats sure. there's no way you can't fake it and get there speaking of that i don't think taylor swift ever faked it no i just saw i just saw her uh, during uh the pandemic she recorded some music um gosh in her apartment excuse me in her home and uh she did she recorded all these songs remotely sorry, in her studio. Then she went to Hudson Valley, New York and hooked up with these two producers and they did all this music during COVID. And it's really good. There's a special on, um, on I think it's, gosh, I want to say Netflix, but I'm not sure. But there's a special on right now uh, that you can see her, the making of this. I think it's called Fol Folklore. That's what it's called. Folklore. And didn't you, you sent me an email last week about her, the class. Isn't, what's, what about the class? Yeah, NYU. They're, they're teaching yeah. a class about uh, Taylor Swift, probably because, you know, they want to show her great uh, 
management, uh, not management skills, but her business skills, that she's really taking control of her own catalog, her own destiny. She had the the chutzpah to like re-record, you know. Her brand, she's owning her brand. Exactly. Really, so yeah, that's that's cool. That's exciting. And she's so young, you know, some people just, just are blessed and they have the talent and things go the right way for them because we know people that are very talented um you know, her that, actually yeah. they uprooted their family i believe i was reading that they uprooted her dad her dad got a job in nashville um so to have that kind of support is really yeah that helps i think that really helps you know um and credit to her parents for seeing her talent and and believing in her and seeing right? possibilities like seeing that you know that's a scary leap if your teenage son or daughter says well i'm gonna do music and then you might go <laughs> yeah. i want you to be a lawyer <laughs> you know yeah. Well, Elvis's dad wanted him to be an electrician. <laughs> That's he, funny. When he quit his electrician job, it was like, uh. um, but I think it turned out okay for him too. Yeah, he got like, for, you know, look what, how he ended up. Uh, you know, that's sad. So sad. So. Well, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed our podcast about Taylor Swift. If you have any comments, we want to hear from you, of course. Yeah. What's your opinion on musicians? Um, keeping more control of their music mm-hmm. that's um something a, a good topic that's um, yeah exactly it's it's something discussed it's been going on for decades you know the musician always gets the short end of the stick but now it's real it's now it's because of you know these big streaming platforms like spotify that's like they're not going to be making any money you know so yeah that's too bad all right yeah. on that happy note we will see yeah. you next time okay. Yeah. Bye. Thanks.